0: On today's edition of The Time Blueprint, we're talking about how patience pays and the power of delayed gratification. You know, sometimes it's hard to make those financial sacrifices when you could get this immediate payoff, but what are the times where it will really benefit you to have a little bit of patience and maybe put that benefit off just a little bit longer? We're going to break down those cases and those times and situations on today's show, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Time Blueprint with Frank Oliver of Oliver Asset Management, Here we break down taxes, income, money, and estate planning, giving you the tools to make informed financial decisions and aim for better retirement outcomes. Your host is financial advisor, Frank Oliver, the president and founder of Oliver Asset Management. He's the author of Your Time Is Now, sharing the essentials you need to know to craft a comprehensive and customized retirement plan. Dive in with us as we offer clear strategies and straightforward advice all designed to empower you in your financial journey. Welcome to The Time Blueprint. Frank, great to be back with Walter, you. Walter,
1: happy 2024. Yeah, our yeah. First, uh,
0: we technically released a show in 2024, but our first taping of 2024. I good look points, the good points. For yeah, exactly. viewers and listeners. Yeah. And uh, what'd you get up to over the holidays?
1: Well, we did a little Georgetown extravaganza up there. Kind of wanted to do a little sleepy Christmas nice. we went to Georgetown and- uh, Tried to ride the train. Wasn't, train was booked out. Wasn't
0: as sleepy as you thought it was. Wasn't right. as
1: sleepy as we thought it was. Went on a uh, went on a snowshoeing adventure. That's cool. Brittany, myself, and then the, the guide ran into a moose. That you was did, interesting. You literally run into it. Hopefully, it was pretty close to running into it. Yeah, yeah, we were within uh, maybe thirty feet. So it was it was nice. close enough. Um, so that was interesting. Did you get and some pictures. Did not get a picture.
0: Oh, oh wait. Okay. No, we did get a picture. You did you get a picture? They get a picture. Can, can, yeah. we, can we put the picture up with the uh with the I'll video? I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It'll if be you pretty cool to see. Yeah. Okay. Our viewers on YouTube will know. If you have found it, we are showing it right we're, now. Yeah, I, I well,
1: yeah I'll grab this. it. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll definitely get that to you. It was pretty cool. Then we saw a snowshoe rabbit on the way back down. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty are cool. Are they a little more rare to run into? I have never seen one before. Okay. Yeah. So... I guess pretty cool. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll just call it. Right? Yeah, we'll call it rare, There's right? Yeah, rare, exactly event, yeah. right rare, rare for uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Met a really nice older couple at a restaurant we were at, and. He was telling me stories of growing up as a kid in New Jersey with the Gambino family. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He had some interesting stories. What an interesting Christmas in yeah. uh, New Jersey! you <laughs> Absolutely. had. Absolutely. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So how about it's yourself? Cool.
0: It was good. We went back east and uh, did a lot of good picture taking uh, nice. on the coast and got to see my parents' new house. They just retired up, oh, cool. up in Maine. And good for we them. We do a tradition Christmas Eve, because my grandparents have lived in Maine for many years, we do lobster on Christmas Eve. And so- it's a pretty. I nice, like that. It's a pretty nice tradition. Absolutely. So yeah. Dad got a new cooker that could fit eighty gallons of water, and it's like a double barrel. Like an aquarium, I know. And it's like a double barreled, um, you know, fire underneath right. of this thing. It sounds like a jet engine's <laughs> taken off when he fires it up. I've got to see it. It boils that eighty gallons of water. It, it felt like within fifteen minutes we had a fully boiling.
1: It's almost as big as a, a hot tub. Did water. you sit in it? We did not sit in it. Lobsters sat. Lobsters <laughs> sat in Lobster it. Sat right? in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, it was great. Good it Disney, sounds awesome. Yeah, and everything. Yeah,
0: so. good. Glad to be back in Colorado. Glad to be back chatting with you. And Absolutely. We've got a good topic today. We're going to talk about do. patience, something that's hard, right? I mean, anything in life. It's very hard. Patience is a virtue, right? It There's totally a reason is. That that's Absolutely. Yeah, yep. So we're going to talk about areas in the financial world where some patience will definitely help you out a little bit. So let's get into some specifics and let's talk examples here. Uh, passing up on the 401k match yeah. would be one example of where people, because it requires you to put money away. Right. In order to get that match from your employer, but. And I got to put that money away that I'm not going to touch until my 60s. And that's painful for some folks, even though it's a really good return that you're getting from free money Mm -hmm. from your employer. Mm -hmm. How do you usually navigate that conversation with somebody who I'm guessing this is probably when people are a little earlier in their working
1: years? A little younger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I always relate to myself. So if I go back to my 20s and 30s, I was always pretty good about saving money. But I also enjoyed cars. I'm a car. You know, I'm just a car guy. Right. So I enjoy I enjoyed those those toys. And I knew that if I had to write a check every single month to fund a retirement plan, not gonna happen. The discipline may not have been there. So I set oh. everything up totally electronically. So it came out of my paycheck, went into savings, and then it swept right over into a brokerage account. Mm-hmm. And that's how I established my my first retirement plan. And that's going back 30 years. So I just, you know, I just explain it the same way to the people that come into my office. You honestly, if it's automatic and it's out of sight, out of mind, you're not gonna miss it. It's like your budget automatically adjusts. Everything takes care of itself. And before you know it, you're gonna wake up and you got 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, $100,000 saved up. Plus the free money. Don't, don't give up free money. Yeah. If your employer's gonna match, there's, I mean, it's just I'm going to give you a hundred bucks a month for free. You, yeah, you know, no,
0: it's literally the equivalent of a one hundred percent return on your
1: investment. That's right? exactly what it is, absolutely. Oh. So I do who see would a turn, lot
0: of... Who would turn down that investment? You
1: know? <laughs> well, believe it or not, there are some people that do it, and I'm just not. Oh. And and I think you're right. I think it does go back to the discipline, or you know, maybe I should pay off my car first, or I should pay off my college loan first. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to have that balance. And and uh, you, I mean, investing over the long term, I think what people forget about investing is imagine the compounding interest yeah you know, that that's the biggest component there that people don't think about. So very important to take advantage of that and definitely get the get the free employer match, take advantage
0: of it yeah. early as well, right. if you are watching our show and listening, and you're on the earlier end of the spectrum. If you're later on in your working years, definitely still be taking that for a while. All right, uh, that was an easy one. How about this next one? Uh, a little ma- more complicated and nuanced, perhaps mm-hmm. um, saving in only tax deferred accounts. Mm-hmm. This is a choice for a lot of people because you get to write off on your taxes this right. year, or you don't have to pay taxes on a portion of your money this year. Right. So that's the immediate benefit versus having to wait until you retire to take out mm. uh, maybe tax-free money, right. kicking that can down the road. And that's very
1: attractive to a lot of people and, and maybe not as egregious as number one, right? Yeah. So how many people do you run into that love the IRS? They cannot wait to hold the hand over money to IRS. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves to do that, right? So it does make sense from an emotional standpoint. And, and sometimes from a financial standpoint as well, to defer, 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 and defer those taxes. You do save money on that tax bill that year. You kind of feel better about not giving everything to the IRS that year. Kicking the can down the road is a really good example because unfortunately what happens with that situation is when you get closer to retirement and you haven't contributed to any other tax classifications such as a non-qualified or a Roth account, now you're too close to retirement. You don't have time to build up those other Tax classifications and every nickel coming out of those accounts is 100 taxable. I see a lot of okay. individuals at retirement doing the same exact tax bracket at retirement as they are when they're working. They may have done a very good job of savings, and you know maybe they got half a million or a million dollars in you know, a 401k slash IRA, but they haven't really adjusted their budget a whole lot. Maybe the house is starting to become paid for, but they're still living basically the same lifestyle. Sure, now that income has to come from somewhere. If it's going to come from your IRA, it could easily put you up in a 22% tax bracket. Okay. So it's nice to have the three tax buckets. You got the tax deferred, the taxable, and the tax free. So, yeah, and you can get real complex on this. We kind of look at people's individual tax brackets and help determine what is your actual savings today. Okay. You know, if you're in a low tax bracket, yeah, definitely get the employer mats, defer some of that, that income, you know, so you get the tax deferral on that. Um, but in a low tax bracket, maybe it makes sense to put some money into some of the other tax classifications. Somebody's in a 35% tax bracket. It's even tough advice for me to say put it into a Roth because uh, 35% is a big hit. So sure. typically, what we try to do is wait till they get a little bit closer to retirement. Then, when they retire, tax bracket drops, and then we'll move some some into a Roth.
0: Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So it's it's a more nuanced conversation
0: really you need to have with people when they come in to meet yeah. me with you. I think the the warning here is just don't only do tax deferred accounts. In most cases, you That's might want to just get right. a balance.
1: Yeah, you definitely need the tax deferral, but it's good to have a taxable account as well. Yeah. Some people can't contribute to a Roth, You know, maybe the income limitations, but at least get a, non, a non-qualified and a, and a qualified account. Okay. Very yeah. good.
0: All right, something else that is uh, maybe a big issue for some, and I, I might have to raise my hand a little bit on this one, Frank. <laughs> um, I tend to do this. except this something where we've all been here type situation. We, 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 we've yeah. all been here, right? Yep. Um, depleting the emergency fund. So mm-hmm. you, you're saving up money for an emergency, but then you're like, I kind of want to use that for a hot tub, or <laughs> right? I want to use that to go on a vacation to Vail, or do something right? else fun with that money yeah. instead of it just sitting there, and
1: I'll rebuild it up later, but <laughs> I'm going to rob it for now and go do something fun with that money. Uh, do you see this as a common problem? Oh, folks? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's tough yeah. to see that money sitting in a bank account not doing yeah. anything. So we call yeah. it lazy money. We'll probably talk about that at some other That's point. Right. You know, but um, lazy money is money just sitting in cash, not keeping up with inflation. It's not yeah. working hard enough for you. Now usually, to, you don't want it. Usually, you don't. Right now, the money is not quite as lazy in, in cash as it used to be. Okay. But you know, with the exception of the last eighteen months, money money in cash has been very lazy. It's not working mm-hmm. for you at all. Um, and and <laughs> you're right. When you're sitting there watching that bank account. And that hot tub commercial comes on or the boat commercial comes out <laughs> or the jet RV ski commercial. commercial comes on. <laughs> exactly it's it, it's you know we, we don't want to enjoy our life right yeah. you do want to enjoy your life and so it's difficult not to you know not to dig into those funds but i just think it's discipline you know and, yeah. and once you get used to it it becomes easier and easier and easier our cash bucket our liquid bucket is six to 12 months yeah you know so figure out what your expenses are not the hot tub not the mm-hmm. jet ski your basic necessity expenses set that aside that way if you lose your job you know, you got six to 12 months to find another job. And yeah. and things are pretty easy if you set it up that way. You'll you be know? really glad you were
0: patient. Hopefully you never need that emergency fund. That's exactly But right. you'll be really glad yeah. you were patient and built it up and let it sit there yeah. uh, if you ever do need it.
1: And then when you get the six to 12 months built up? Then start the hot tub fund. Then you get the hot tub fund. I like it. All right, Very good.
0: All right. If you've got any questions as we go through the show today, don't hesitate to reach out to Frank and the team at Oliver Asset Management. You can always go online to OliverAssetManagement.com. We'll link to that in the description of today's show or call 720-897-TIME. We're talking about Patience Pays. Power of delayed gratification yep. here. All right. So along those lines of the emergency fund, we have cashing out of a retirement plan. People could have a lot of different
1: reasons for that. Don't do it. Is it ever a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Um, you know what? I, I guess everybody. You know, as we go through life, there's a lot of individuals out there that do end up having some emergencies, right? So the IRS does allow special provisions for first time homeowner purchase, Mm -hmm. um, you know, serious illness, disability. So there are ways to extract funds from a retirement account without, um, without the 10% penalty being exercised. So you can get out of that, Okay, but you're still going to pay taxes. That's, that's the problem. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a, if you're in a true bind, um, and, and you're going to have to pay some income taxes on it. You know, if you can document everything properly, you can use some of those retirement savings without getting hit with that 10% excise tax. Okay. But I don't think that a lot of people really understand the taxation on that. So they're just going to look at this bank account or this this IRA statement or 401k statement. And, and, you know, they got $200,000 in there and they got this shiny hot tub jet yeah, ski, corvette right. sitting on the on the corner um you know th- that's absolutely just the worst place to pull those funds cuz it's yeah. it's taxable it's going to cost you 22% on average to get the money out of that 401k yeah so, it's the
0: opposite of that first one we talked about, passing up on the 401k match. You're giving up on this huge, yeah. easy money. And now you're just really kind of wasting money when you're cashing out a retirement plan the yeah. other direction.
1: And I guess even if we talk about you know, folks that aren't pre 59 and a half, they're post 59 and a half. So, they're not going to be exposed to that 10% excise you know, tax. Okay. Um, still using retirement funds to, to purchase a car, pay off a house is, is very painful from a, a tax perspective. I talk about this in the book mm. that I wrote. We had some clients up in Estes Park. Um, sweetest people in the world. Then they came down in their brand new SUV, SUV one day, wanted to show it off to me, and uh, they they were really proud. They paid cash for it. Okay, well, I knew where all good. their money. Yeah, yes. it sounds yeah. like a good good move, right? So, but I knew where their money was, and they were good about not having lazy money. So their money okay. was all working for them. They didn't have sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in cash. Um, and so I asked them. I posed a question, where did you guys get the money from? I don't care, but you didn't get it from me and I know where your money is. And they, they mentioned to me that they had an advisor back East where they used to teach college. And they had a hundred, $150,000 back there. And they're like, it was a good old friend, Frank. We just left it there. You have everything else. We didn't want to upset you, let you know the money was there. So we just decided <laughs> to cash in the IRA and go buy the car. That causes a big tax. Yeah, event, I, I didn't right? want to burst it. Did, it was a huge taxable event. And I didn't, mm-hmm. and these are very educated people. They're professors. Yep. And I, I didn't want to ruin their enjoyment of the new car. So I just said, OK, well, congratulations. Just get ready for tax season. Yeah. And they, they asked me why. And I'm like, you yeah, know, let's just go enjoy your car. Just get ready for tax season. <laughs> we'll cross the bridge yeah, when yeah, we come to it. It was almost a $20,000 tax bill. Yeah.
0: You can't, yeah, you can't reverse back. that, right? You once cannot you do, reverse that. through that. That's yeah. right. The, yeah. the
1: car was bought and paid for. Yeah. I know people hate <laughs> to pay interest. I know people hate finance charges, but even as high as finance charges are today, they're not 22%. Not percent <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. Yeah, It exactly. yeah. would, would not have cost
0: $20,000. Right. right. That's so. right. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. So we know we don't want to do that one. All right. Last one here is about Social Security, um, something that you're talking with every single client that comes through the door about. And a lot of people are in that rush. Again, we're talking about patience here. A lot of people, want to claim Social Security as soon as they hit that age 62. Yep. Uh, where do you stand on that being a benefit to have maybe some patients there are not taking it so early?
1: Yeah, we do a lot of Social Security workshops. And I, I've gotten to some very advanced classes on Social Security, and we have several pieces of sophisticated planning software that helps us yeah. run Social Security analysis, and we put it in the, into their overall retirement plan. And it actually never makes sense to take it at 62. Now, I understand the emotional draw. I understand people want to get their money out before it runs out. I know that they've been paying in their entire life. They want to get, you know, get it back out as soon as possible. Yeah, scared it's not going to last. Yeah, they get online long. and they look at the, the break-even calculators. And if I delay it, it's going to take me another eight years of that aggregate income to make up for what I left on the table with the higher, you know, the higher mm-hmm. social security benefit. I can tell you time after time after time where people elected early and then, Let's say that was the primary earner, right? So that would have been the larger benefit. And then right. unfortunately they pass away. Their surviving spouse gets that lower benefit for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. What if that surviving spouse lives to be 90, right? Yeah. What if both couples have to be 85 or 90 years old and they had that, that smaller benefit for 25 or 30 years, True. right? So in retirement, it's all about cash flow. Social security grows at 8% a year. Social Security is a tax-free benefit. Now, there's provisional income that changes that when you add other income to it. But as a Social Security benefit alone, 100% income tax-free. And when you get a cost of living adjustment on it, what happens if your cost of living adjustment is on $1,000 versus $2,000 versus $3,000? That cost of living adjustment is amplified on a bigger benefit. So that cost of living adjustment is huge when you have a bigger benefit. Um, You know, this can go on and on as far as a planning strategy, but we do a lot of Roth conversions. Okay. Roth conversions, it's taxable to make that move. When you go from an IRA to a Roth IRA, you have to pay taxes when you do that. Okay? The taxes is based off of your AGI. It's based off your tax bracket, correct? But okay. well, what yeah. happens if you add social security into your tax bracket? you bumping that up more, You're right? You're bumping that up, hmm. meaning it's going to cost you more to do a Roth conversion. Okay. Right? So if you don't need the income today, I would definitely defer, take advantage of all the other planning strategies. Think about your spouse, you know, There's the survivor benefit on that. Yeah. And just give it some good thought. I understand, you know, the, uh, the urge, right? Yeah, there. the urge to to take that money versus spending yours first. You spent so long saving your money. Yeah. I can get this money that essentially you kind of think is free money, even though it's mm-hmm. your money. It's just it's easier to take that. That's a component I never thought about. Yeah.
0: That the emotional side of, yeah. of my money versus what's not my money. Yeah. It's all actually your money. It is. But which it does <laughs> there must be something mental about taking social security first is less sure. painful than it coming out of your IRA or we're 401k. talking about
1: all the discipline it takes to put money into a 401k and right. save. And now not doing, and that's right. Say, now you, re, you yeah. know, so you finally built that discipline to save yeah. that money, and now you have to change that discipline, and it's a difficult mindset for people. So I understand it, but I never um, thought about it from that perspective yeah. before. Yeah.
0: So very cool. All, All right. Sure. So doesn't mean you won't take it at sixty two, but don't just do it as a knee jerk reaction.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I would definitely run an analysis. You know, come see us yeah. and let us run the analysis and show you exactly how that impacts your retirement. There yeah. are some probably one-off situations where 62 makes sense for somebody. Yeah, I going to ask some, you how
0: common that is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not very common, but I mean, it's, you know, delaying till 70 may not be for everybody. I understand yeah. that. I just don't think that people should just automatically take it the day they retire or at 62. You need to really see how it impacts your overall plan. And that's that's what we yeah. do.
0: That goes uh, really for anything we've talked about on the episode today, uh, talking about the 401k planning and social security and building up emergency funds. It's all part of the planning process. That's right.
1: right. Uh, Absolutely. Taxes, income, money, and estate. You got it. Your time is now. That
0: is the name of the book. Uh, Your time is now. And you can get a copy of that when you come in for a visit with Frank and the team at Oliver Asset Management. Once again, here's the way to get in touch if you'd like to schedule a free visit with Frank, whether that be in person here in Colorado or from Zoom, anywhere that you are. You can go to Oliver assetmanagement.com. Schedule a free strategy session online today there. Or you can call 720-897-TIME. That's 720-897-8463. All that contact information is in the description of today's show. So go check it out there. All right, it's time to get to know Frank a little bit better. All right, Frank, here's our question for you on today's episode. What was
1: your favorite age growing up? What is the most enjoyable thing for a 16-year-old male to do? Getting your car. Getting your car, <laughs> yes. getting that driver's license, right? Yeah. yeah. 16 was definitely a, a pinnacle age for me. Yeah. I love to drive. Me My too. dad, yep. Right My right dad taught you. me to drive when I was fifteen. Nice. That's when you got your learner's permit here in Colorado. And we had an old international scout. Okay. Seventy-six international scouts. Nice. And I don't know, you're newer to the area, but I'm not sure if you're familiar with Poudre Canyon and Cameron Pass yes, and all of that, yep.
0: that. Yep, sure I am. Have been up there a few times.
1: Well, imagine in a nineteen seventy-six international scout, stick shift okay. with a shifter did this. Yep. Right. And the steering wheel's about this yep. big and you're in a sleet storm. Oh no driving these windy roads going up putter canyon and cameron pass at the top As a of a mountain year old 15 years old oh, at this oh, point we were training yeah okay. 15 years old so but but accomplishing that was really super cool yeah and then we got up to the cabins and just little single trail dirt roads up there and he let me drive on those and it, wow, it was a life changer cool. so the day i turned 16 i got my license and yeah, that was, a, that was a good year. I'm I'm right there with yeah. you. mine might have been
0: 17. Yeah. Um, I still got the license in 16, but yeah. 17, senior year of high school was just awesome. I, yeah, I had a great senior yeah. year. Yeah, I so loved high school. That was probably my favorite. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First year too, not as great. Last two years, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. About as good as life can get, I would say.
1: Um, that's agreed. That's pretty cool. Agreed. I liked high
0: school. I I was a bigger fan of high school than college. Just I, maybe I other was people too. Might be the other way around, but
1: yeah, I still have my old high school friends. We keep in touch. We See. keep in contact. Yeah. But that, not that any close friends.
0: That's right. Absolutely. That's cool. That's of 86. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I still remember uh, my first drive in my car at 16 when I got it. I, life yeah. savings. Bought the car. <laughs> Dad got it from uh, an older woman who was on his uh, pest control route. He would called me up and said, well, right. I got a good car for you. This lady drives it three miles a day. <laughs> Perfect. It was a Subaru <laughs> Legacy, 1990, just a little box of a yeah, car. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, all right, we'll take it. And he brought it home. <laughs> I hopped right in it. It was pouring down rain. That's and awesome. And drove through the rain, blasting the music. Right? I was in heaven. <laughs> Same thing. Like independence poof, reached a new level. Oh, yeah.
1: You became a man that day. I sure did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Was cool. it was cool. I had great. a 66 four-door Ford Falcon. Oh, nice. That was a hand-me-down from my neighbors to my grandma, to my dad, to my uncle. Okay, wow. And then my uncle used to build race engines, and so he... It had so a 289, and it had a little juice in it. He did when he got done with it. It did. <laughs> that was probably not the proper car for them to give me. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, <laughs> that's great.
0: I cried the day my uh, my Subaru bit the dust. It was. Uh, did you? That was a sad day when yeah. that first car dies. Yeah, and, oh, I
1: know. Uh, I know. It happens. <laughs> good All time. right,
0: fun stuff. All right, time to uh, get back to the finances, and we got a really good listener question. So let's open up the mailbag. All right. Today's listener question is from Dan and Dan says, I've always donated to several different charities at the end of the year, but since the tax laws changed a few years ago, it seems that it didn't benefit me from a tax standpoint anymore. Am I missing something here or does it really not help my taxes anymore when I go to make donations? He does uh, add on to this. Yes, I realize there are other reasons to give to charity other than tax breaks. So,
1: Yeah. Dan, that's a great question. And I, I understand. We have a lot of clients coming to us that's you know, love to give to charities. They really enjoy giving mm. back, but they're not taking advantage of the tax breaks. And you're right with the higher standardized deduction. Um, it's harder to get a tax break when you do give to charities. That's,
0: that's the thing that happened a few years ago. That that's caused exactly this right. change,
1: yep. right. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. right. Um, now, but there are still are some, some strategies out there where you can still give, but the IRS is okay with you saving money on taxes. So it, it's yeah. okay to give, and it's still okay to save money on taxes. If the IRS is going to create these avenues for you to save tax dollars, We should take advantage of those. So one is known as a QCD or Qualified Charitable Distribution. You can utilize that. um, You can still utilize that at age 70 and a half, even though they've raised the required minimum distribution age all the way up to 75 now, depending on your birth date. But you can still gift at 70 and a half. So if if you give your RMD directly to a charity, it never hits your 1040. It hits your 1040 and it's not enough to to exceed the standardized deduction. You're not going to get a tax deduction on it. But if it goes directly to charity, it never shows up as income. Now, let's say that you're not of age to have a required minimum distribution. You can set up a donor advised fund. We use those quite frequently where you take a lump sum of money that you just know I'm going to gift X amount of dollars over the next three years or five years or 10 years. If you allocate those funds into a donor advised fund, you get a tax break on all of those funds that year, even though you haven't gifted them to charities that year, even though it may be over the next five years you give those funds out, but by designing an account to hold those funds to give to charities over the next next five years, you receive a huge tax deduction for doing that. Hmm. And you can do some really cool things with that. You can use that tax deduction to offset taxes on Roth conversions and all kinds of unique planning strategies. So the
0: QCDs might help you spread out uh, what would be a spread out tax hit. Mm -hmm. You can then divert that to charities systematically. Yeah, you need to offset something big in one year, then the donor advised fund gives you a little bit different flexibility. Yep, yep.
1: So there's still some very, very strong, unique strategies out there. Okay, very good. Hope that helps you out. Dan, uh, feel free to
0: talk to Frank about your specific situation, whether you're Dan, whether you're someone else, and you've got a question about your finances. Don't ever hesitate to reach out. One more time, the ways to get in touch with Frank to set up a free strategy session online, 720 time That's the number to call. Or you can go online to oliverassetmanagement.com, and you can book a session even right there from the website. Link's in the description of today's show, so check that out. And Frank, thank you for all the help on the show today. You bet. Thank you, Walter. Yeah, we'll talk to yeah, everybody next continue. time. Yep. Come back and join us again on the Time Blueprint. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth, LLC, and Oliver Asset Management are unaffiliated entities. Licensed insurance professional. Respond and learn how financial products, including life insurance and annuities, can be used in various planning strategies for retirement. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. The tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional tax advice for applicability to your personal situation.